Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, September 2nd, 2013, Labor Daber, as we are recording this. I am Mr. Skullhead, and this is the Mr. Skullhead and Jake show with Jake and Mr. Skullhead, featuring uh, Mr. Skullhead in a supporting role and Jake as the Latin lover. Uh, I am coming to you live from a basement in Minneapolis, and Jake is in an undisclosed location. Yeah, I'm actually, the location I'm in this uh, week, it turns out to have been a mistake. I am uh, I am in my deep, deep underground shrine to Jim Neighbors, uh, because I thought today was Neighbors Day, not Labor Day. And it didn't occur to you that it was a day to be nice to your neighbors? Yeah, well... It was one who just went to worship Jim Neighbors. The only thing I can say to that is, well, golly! Um, wait a minute, that's not Jim Neighbors. Yeah. Gilmer Pyle? Yeah. I thought Jim Neighbors was um, Ernest P. Worrell. No, that's Jim Varney. Shit. Yeah. You've been living a lie. Wow, I have. God, did that, that's one of the fucking commandments. I am fucked, Mr. Skullhead. This is worse than that time that you gave your life over to Jameis Crust. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's dank down here in this cavern. Um, but it's the only, it's the only place where the, where the blood flows through the stones in the right pattern to worship Jim Neighbors. Sure. I, uh, I, just, put, uh, I just put pictures of the wrong dude up. No, <laughs> no, no wonder. No wonder all of the plants that are growing above the shrine are tainted and curdled. Anyway. Yeah, the problem is you keep planting milk in just little pitchers and calling them plants. It's milk. Like, oh, my my plants have curdled again. <laughs> like, yeah, that's gonna happen. Oh boy, I am ba- I'm back in Arizona. Um, I would like to be in a in a cavern under the ground because one thing that you hear about caverns under the ground uh, is that they're cool. Yeah, um, and it's hot as fuck here. The really underground caverns are cool. <laughs> yeah. Unless you get too far underground and you uh, either make it to hell or the molten mantle of the earth. Right. Yep. Which could be the same location, really. I guess, yeah. I mean, heaven is up in the clouds. You can wave at your dead ancestors when you're on a long plane flight. If it happens huh. to go the right direction, at least. There's something on the wing. Some thing on the wing. Oh, no, that's just Grandpa. Mm. Yeah, how's it going? How's it going, Grandpa? Well, at least I'm not in the liquid hot magma at the center of the earth, he would say. Yes, he would. How's it been, Mr. Scott? Oh, man. Oh, wow. We we ended up with a five-day weekend, unexpectedly. Because the, the wife started teaching on last Monday, and giant heat wave hit the city to where it was like 105 with a heat index of maybe 110. And the school that at which she is teaching is not air-conditioned. Hmm. So, and, and like, they haven't needed it in the past. Like, you'd only need that if you had a really late-season heat wave, which we had. So, uh, after some kids fainted and some kids went to the hospital, they ended up closing all the schools that weren't air-conditioned until uh, tomorrow. Crazy. So, she was off Wednesday, or she was off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and boy, did we do a whole lot of nothing. Oh, Good. That's pretty. That seems like it was probably a welcome thing. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, here we go back in the swing of things. Uh, last minute reprieve. I was thinking about that today when I was just kind of bumbling around the house and going out and running errands and stuff. And I was like thinking about all the people who must have felt like a lot of pressure to like 
go have a barbecue or go fishing or something and thinking that that is like one of the things that I'm really happy about about my career is that if I really wanted to go fishing on just some random Tuesday I could sure but it's wasted on me because I don't want to you know that yeah. going and doing going and doing recreational things at the exact same time that every other fucking person and their loud ass family is also trying to do the same recreational things seems to me like it would just be the most tedious and unpleasant part of being a normal adult. Yeah. Like over the summer we went, we would go to like the zoo and the lake and stuff at 10 AM on Thursday. And I think now that we have to do those things when the man wants us to do those things, we're probably not going to do a whole lot of that until summer again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with you, it's not so bad, but I guess, I guess you know, with, with your wife just having the normal 9-to-5 job. And, I mean, she has the 9-to-5 or, you know, 8-to-6 eight to, eight to six sometimes. Oh, yeah. But she does have all, the whole summer off. Does she have to? Does she have to be at the school for like hours a day after the kids are gone? No, but she has to have things ready for the next day. I mean, a lot of the long days that she was having the first year were that it, it was the first year, and she was still putting together her curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like she could come home and work here, but it's easier to not. It's easier without her husband trying to jerk off onto her. Yeah. Well, it's easier without some family members demanding attention in various ways. Sure. So, um, yeah. I just assume that's how you guys greet each other. You're so cute, you know. <laughs> the meat cute where <laughs> yep. she squirts on you, you splurt on her. Yeah, it's like the... It's like the Splurt the, is the word, right? The meat cute from Silence of the Lambs between... <laughs> Multiple Migs and Clarice Starling. I always make sure to let my wife know that I can smell her cunt. <laughs> good, good. That's it's what keeps our marriage fresh. Mm-hmm. And her cunt. Right. And it, just, it, it incentivizes her to keep it not so fresh. Because <laughs> otherwise, well, she'll, otherwise she'll know you're lying. <laughs> smelling it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You're like, well, sure. wow, that, is that like mint grapefruit aroma, your cunt? Because I can smell it. And like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why mint and grapefruit. I just figured that's uh, what just, douches are made out of, She right? just inserts a scented candle every morning on the way to work and just leaves it in there. It's her little secret. <laughs> the problem is that she, it took her a while to learn not to light it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's delightful. So, so, but, so it's uh, real hot. Do you have air conditioning in your house? We don't. Uh, actually, we had to buy... Uh, Stand standalone air conditioning unit when this whole heat wave hit because we just got new windows in the ba- bedroom so we didn't want to put a window unit in and like chance fucking up the windows uh-huh so we picked up one of those like like the one that's at the office yeah do you still kind of have to fuck up the windows for those though right or no this just had a little thing that you just close in the window mm, okay and then it, it's that's where the the vent ends and a a little adjustable thing that slides in. Yeah, the way that that one worked at the office, there was really only one place in the entire building that it could be, mm-hmm. um, just specifically because of that vent thing. Yeah, so that that got the job done for this last week, and then we'll have it. It it's 
enough to cool the back half of the house. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to whether or not because those what do those things run like two hundred, three hundred bucks? This one was close to four hundred, but it was the it was slightly more powerful. Mm. I wonder about like I have a, I bought a cheap just portable swamp cooler and it's just garbage and I keep trying to use it out on my little smoking patio, but I wonder like. I know that you can't air condition the outdoors, but I wonder if you could. In fact, I wonder if anybody ever uses that one at the office. And why don't I just go get it um, and just mm-hmm. try? I mean, I feel like you could probably air condition a couch. You know, it's it's like not going to stay cold, but. But if it's pointing at you, sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems like it'd probably work. And then the vent, you know, the vent could just be anywhere if it's outside. <laughs> uh boy. And plus, it, it's like it's also got a little water dispenser that fills up with delicious reclaimed water from the environment. And then there's another tube for urine and feces. Feces? Yeah, uh, you're not familiar enough with uh, David Lynch's Dune to think about that line all the time. Um, I've, seen it a, I've seen it a few times. That Liette Kynes, uh, the imperial ecologist, played by... Ah, uh, fuck. What is that guy's name? Jose Ferrer is the or Jose Ferrer is the emperor, but uh, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow's character is an awesome name. He, when he's describing how the still suits work, he says that there are these catch pockets for urine and feces. Oh, I see. It's, yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. I can see how that would get stuck in your head. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, so I uh, drove from San Francisco to Phoenix yesterday. Um, that's the thing that just basically takes the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Took Isn't you- that how how long is that drive? Because it's longer than San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Well, San Diego is like four hours. It's like it's like about twelve hours on the road at mm. at the speed limit. Um, which the truck I was in the I was in the company truck and it doesn't go much more than the speed limit. I uh, I kind of freaked out about halfway through. The light came on for the tires, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So I pulled over to the nearest gas station and I aired up the tires and I looked at them and they were all just like super fucked up. Like there were these giant cracks in them where you could like see the metal from the steel belting inside them. I was like, ah, that's can't be cool. And so I'm just like driving along like fuck man what like i i don't want to pass this semi because if the fucking tire blows out and i'm next to a semi i might just like fold under it and die so i ended up stopping and just getting new tires which took like you know an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. added that extra to the trip uh but it was all right and the guy was like this is the thing that i don't like about trying to get information from people who know more than you about things but also have a sort of a capitalist agenda is yeah. you can't fucking tell like he says oh yeah there's no way you would have made it to phoenix on these and what i wanted to say was like look man i already decided to buy the maximum amount of stuff that i'm gonna buy from you in this situation right, right? like i am buying four, buying four i'm buying four new tires right which is the best you can hope for out of anyone who walks into this fucking place like you don't have to exaggerate right and so i don't know if he was exaggerating 
like you'll do to make the sale. It's like the it's like the doctor that tells you you wouldn't have survived this accident if you hadn't been wearing your seatbelt when in fact you lied to the cops and you hadn't been wearing your seatbelt. Uh-huh. You know, which is a story you hear. Sure. <laughs> and so it's like your anti seatbelt agenda, man. Yeah, no, it is. I'm what I am is that, like I get that I get that sometimes you will you know, you will exaggerate to like scare a kid into behaving or whatever. You know, like, yeah. oh don't do that. There's a fraction of a percent chance that you might slip and hurt yourself. Right? Like that's not gonna be effective. You have to you have to start with the fear and like ease into the rationality later on you know which is why you don't ever see statistics about like having unprotected sex with a girl with aids like you could probably do it 10,000 times and not get aids but we can't tell anybody that so what I don't want is the guy at the tire store (laughs) making up some bullshit statistics about how I'm gonna get aids from these tires anyway I have no idea I have no idea how unsafe that was because for all I know they were like that the whole time I drove to San Francisco right you know and and it's like well that seems like something that would happen to the tire more likely in Phoenix in the heat in the sun yeah no exactly which is which is why I was like which is why I felt as though maybe they were like that the entire time and maybe it would have been fine but you know, I like once I was aware of it, it was like, well, better safe than sorry, right? I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel real stupid for like a second if I die because I didn't want to wait an extra hour while somebody put new tires on the truck. Yeah. So, it, like when I was buying tires the for the car recently, that the pricing of them seemed so bizarre that like I ended up going with a place that their price was like 75% of everybody else's cheapest for the like third cheapest one on the list and it just made me wonder if uh, like I had found a great deal or if I was just shopping it you know like if the tires were just made out of marshmallow fluff dyed black right they were just like this is a tire store that specializes in sneaking into other tire stores at night and stealing their inventory yeah I mean, I don't know. I yeah. I paid. I, I, he was just like, "Yep, the ti- we have we have the tires that size. They're seventy dollars each." And I was like, hmm. "Well, okay. Tires weigh a lot. They're made with a degree of precision. Uh, you know, they. I like that. Seems like how much one of those would cost. I don't fucking know. Right. You know, I've I know that in the past I've bought used tires for thirty dollars. So." a new one being slightly more than twice that price. Sure. Whatever. That makes sense. You know, I mean, I had, I think the truck still had the original tires on it from 2007, which that was a pretty good run. 30, 30, yeah, 30, so. 30, 30,000 miles in six years on a set of tires. We just did. Oh, no, our tires weren't new from 2007 because they all got fucked up in the accident. Never mind. What? Yeah, I mean, they were supposed to go, like, what, 45,000 miles or so? I always I always just had it in my head that 30,000 was how long tires last. Mm. These new ones are supposed to be 75,000, but apparently that's on a frictionless sphere, you know? Also, the cars that I've driven the most, which is my car and my old Mustang that I had in high school, both used, they, they have to have performance-rated tires on them, uh-huh. and those wear out faster because they're just smaller. Um. 
Because of all the performance. Yeah, because of the performance. They're performance-enhancing tires. I hope they don't get performance anxiety. I got disqualified disqualified from the Tour de France for being in a car. <laughs> um, so beyond that, I mostly, the, prior to driving out here yesterday, which just ate up, it like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, if I did this every day, it would seem like I was living for fucking ever because uh-huh. it was real boring. And yesterday seemed to last five times as long as normal days. Um, listen to a lot of podcasts. That was pretty. That was pretty fun. hadn't had a hadn't had a twelve or fourteen hours worth of podcasts day in a long time. Prior to that, I had just been in San Francisco by myself with no one to no one to cuddle and snuggle and hug and kiss and uh so I now just, you're back with kevin i just did a lot of work no he's not here yet <laughs> he's, uh, he's i was still. gonna say were you reunited did it feel so good he was, he's up at pax yeah i was i was reunited and it felt so good and i like i realized emily was waiting for me to have dinner uh and once i realized that i was going to be late i just met her at the at the brewery so mm. it was uh it was you know not not quite as vigorous a, a homecoming as it would have been if we hadn't been in public right um, but then I had a burger you didn't just go under the table I had a burger and it was good um, and then today I just ran I, I like I went and I washed I spent even though it was obviously about to rain uh, I went and I spent like six bucks at the car wash just scraping the crust of San Francisco off of the truck it was real, real gross, and I don't, yeah. I don't exactly understand. Like, I guess the reason that everything in cities just gets all sooty is because of all the cars. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I feel like Phoenix doesn't get like that, and I wonder if it's just there are there are as many cars here as there are there. It's just that they're in, you know, twenty times as much space. Yeah, there's a lot less sprawl. I mean, I guess if you just walk out onto the road and rub your hand across the road, it's going to come back with that sort of black that everything in San Francisco has on it. Right. You know, or New York, right? Like, just any any big city, just everything is so... This very specific kind of dirty that it gets. I think of Flagstaff as that. Yeah, no, I... But that's at least just, like, dust. Right? Like, it's, I... It seems like it's either the... Like, the coal from the railroad or the like the rocks that are in between the tracks on the railroad getting ground up Hmm. or the smoke from the dog food factory right yeah um yeah and i and i went uh, i i've made it i've made it a goal to reconstruct this cocktail that i found at a restaurant in san francisco that i really like it's just a it's a version of the old-fashioned that is so much better than any other old fashioned I've ever had, mm. and to to the extent that I actually wanted to drink one, like I just stopped ordering old fashions because I was like, eh, this is just a cocktail that I don't really like all that much. And then uh, Kevin got one at this place. And I'm like, damn, that is like the best cocktail I've ever tasted. Huh. So I went and tried to gather the ingredients for that. I was unable to find the particular brand of bourbon that they use there, but I'm just gonna fake it till I make it. I'm just gonna make yeah, a would, make a fake one and drink it. Picking a bourbon that was just a bourbon that you like is probably fine. Yeah. Yeah, this one it's it's got some crazy it just it tastes like and I if if I were 
left to my own devices, if I had not seen the recipe for, for this, rather than trying to reconstruct it using a traditional old-fashioned recipe, I probably would have, instead of making simple syrup, I would have, I would have just put some Jolly Ranchers, some cinnamon Jolly Ranchers in water and boiled it huh. to, to just make a sort of artificial cinnamon syrup because that is very much what it tastes like. It, it, has, it tastes like whiskey and cinnamon Jolly Ranchers and oranges. And, good. and it, yeah, it was like, wow, that's fucking great. But I don't think that they put Jolly Ranchers in it. That just seems like a weird Any, thing. Anytime you can make booze with candy, you should. Yeah. Skittlebrow. Yeah. I had, I remembered seeing, and it occurred to me to do this, except that I don't know what I would do with the end result of it. Uh, just buying like a big grocery store size bag of Skittles, separating them by color in jars and filling the jars with vodka to sort of let the color and the flavor infuse out into it. But then I realized I don't ever drink like fruity vodka drinks. Hmm. So I don't know what I would do with that. And it wouldn't look as cool if it was whiskey. Yeah, because it starts out... There's no such thing as a silver whiskey, right? Yeah. I guess you could make clear whiskey. I don't, I don't know how much of the... The... um flavor of whiskey comes from the barrels because that's where the color comes from as I understand it hmm. but the fact that I've never seen it means it probably doesn't work yeah but you would think because there's a you, know, you got a silver rum and silver tequila yeah if it existed if it was possible I think it would exist but people do infuse whiskey yeah you know there's some honey whiskey some cherry yeah, so my uh, my great great grandfather in uh, in his autobiography wrote about uh, a bar in I don't know Civil War. It was no, this must have been he was he was a doctor during the Civil War, so this must have been like early eighteen hundreds. Uh, a bar where they had made a bunch of I forget what they called it. There was a name for it. It was like Cherry Jack or something, and uh, they had they had soaked a bunch of cherries in whiskey to flavor the whiskey and then they'd thrown the cherries out into the road and a bunch of uh, wild turkeys wandered in and ate the cherries and then were just like staggering around <laughs> and that was that was when he decided that abstinence from alcohol was the only rational way to make his way in the world and that's when I realized that the generations have not been kind to that attitude so, because <clears throat> the drunk turkeys looked ridiculous, it was a, like a mirror into which he did not wish to gaze. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, and then he also just like talked about how, what a, you know what dipshits the drunk men were. <laughs> like, why would you want to do that to yourself on purpose? Mm-hmm. And there's also a long chapter in that book about. It's not even a long chapter. It is. A, it's just sort of a grocery list, but it's all. It is a bunch of things that you could buy every week for the cost of two beers a day. Huh. And it's like, you know, you could buy 400 pounds of flour a week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Those are expensive beers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think flour is just real cheap. I was mm. like, five pounds of flour is what? Two, three bucks at the grocery store? Sure. I don't know. I never buy flour. So one beer, one beer is probably five pounds of flour, right? So I guess let's say 50 pounds of flour. <laughs> If you're drinking at the bar, yeah. Like, the, when I buy beer for home use, they're usually like a buck fifty or two bucks a bottle. 
You have a weird way of pronouncing homies. <laughs> homies. When I buy homies. when I buy beer for my homies, I buy King Cobra. A King Cobra? It's very cost effective. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is my homie. He's a King Cobra. You might not want to get too close to him. He's been drinking old English. <laughs> He's a mean drunk. Ah. Uh, Absolutely. What else have we been doing? Uh, we've been still playing the shit out of Disney Infinity. Yeah. And uh, that continues to impress. We'll see how the rest of them are. Like we've So we put 10 hours into the Incredibles playset and have beaten the storyline and all that's left are a couple of little like 45 second challenges that you're supposed to try and you know kill x number of bad guys in 45 seconds so violent yeah they're all robots though so it's okay Mm, okay they're like fish in that they have no feelings so you're just teaching ollie that it's not okay to kick the cat but it is okay to put the vacuum cleaner in the oven exactly you clean it it's not a self-cleaning oven you know, the one time I used the self-cleaning cycle on the oven, I realized it was the heat the oven as hot as it will go button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, anyway. that's the point. It just sort of vaporizes everything that got stuck to anything, right? Yeah. It turns all of the gunk on your stove into thick, greasy smoke. Good. It's like, thanks, that's real clean. <laughs> yeah, we're you know, still loving that. Ten hours of play on one of those little sets seems like a decent deal. Yeah, did you buy anything new? Uh, I bought Mrs. Incredible so that she could join in our adventures in the Incredible Town uh, and Syndrome as a reward for the for the boy. So we only have one more Incredible to buy. So when you are playing, is it mostly you playing or is it mostly Ollie playing or is it co-op? It's co-op and split screen. Hmm. So like sometimes like, okay, Ollie, we're on this mission. We're going to punch a bunch of robots and then you know and that's it he does that pretty well Uh, if it's like we're gonna climb over these four buildings and like platform up to this thing and he will probably just like fuck off and go kill robots while i do it okay but uh he it's been interesting watching him learn how to navigate because it's a 3d third person you know go over the shoulder view and the first couple of sessions, whenever the camera angle changed, he just got completely lost. But now, like, starting with, he can do a straight line regardless of where the camera is. And finally getting to, like, actually, I can follow the arrow that points where my quest is. Kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know, maybe it's just because I don't play a lot of video games, but I was just so impressed with how big the world is and how many things you can do. And it's probably, you know, a fifth the size of, like, a Skyrim or something. I'm sure that they had quite a budget for this, right? I mean, they, mm. like, they weren't... They they did not do this lightly, given the amount of money that I'm sure it costs to make all the toys and distribute everything. So, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like there are smart dudes there that knew that they couldn't skimp on the gameplay. You know, it's it's Disney, right? So, like, I, I've never really understood people who were anti-Disney, but right. I get that there are people who are anti-Disney. But, like, say what you will, they have quality control, right? I mean, it's, yeah. like, they don't half-ass stuff. Like, lit, you know, copyright litigation. 
Yeah, they don't have vast things unless they're sequels to successful movies that they've already made. Is that re- like I've never seen any of those? I just assume oh, that they, I just assume that they are less sort of spectacle. But are are they really bad? They're well, like they're TV quality animation rather than like feature quality sure which i mean it seems like so, that's a thing they should be allowed to do sure like simpler simpler animation and blockier animation and then i mean i think it's just that like aladdin is a story that has a beginning a middle and an end and when you're writing aladdin 2 you have to come up with some bullshit story for it and that usually gets short shrift and that like the first aladdin sequel instead of robin williams it was uh, homer simpson Okay, Don Castellanata. Yeah. So it wasn't great. Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. What do you mean it wasn't great? great That sounds great. It wasn't great. It sounds great. You You can just tell, like, it's their B team. The the writers and the animators and the, you know, the guy writing the score, it's all the second string. And if it were better, it would be in the theater. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, those things have every right to exist because I just cannot imagine a set of circumstances under which I would ever watch one of them. So right. it's no skin off my back either way. There are plenty of movies, even for me to like show my kid, that I don't have to, I don't have to let him know that there are four Lion King movies. I guess from their perspective, though, those are probably a good opportunity to figure out who the superstar new hires are. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Having, so it is like their minor league. Yeah, like having a B team as a sort of approving grounds, that seems like a pretty good way of, mm. you know, ensuring the quality no, for like, your flagship stuff. I'm not going to begrudge them existing, and I'm not going to begrudge people buying them for their children. I, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I just always I mean, thought it was such a game. such a weird thing to see, like those displays of those things. It did, it did, you know. I guess you're, I guess you're right. Like it did seem, you know. Now it's been so long that it doesn't seem weird, but it did feel kind of incongruous. Yeah, like what the fuck, Little Mermaid two, Return to the Sea? What? Yeah, that seems. It's annoying when they pretend that those are, like, we're in the Disney Movie Club. We get their mailers for stuff to buy and when their monthly selection is like Fox and the Hound 2 and Lilo and Stitch 2 in a like three DVD set like don't pretend that those are actual movies that people should watch (sighs) but anyway yeah still loving the shit out of that and uh, alternating it with Plants vs. Zombies 2 still and Binding of Isaac still it still kind of weirds me out that my son watches me play Binding of Isaac, but I don't think he understands how fucked up it is, so, sure. Yeah, I... It is just cartoon stuff, right? Like, it's only it's only grotesque if you understand body horror, which I feel like little kids just don't. Yeah, like, if you understand that the, like, little dolls that appear and scream and shoot things at you are, like, fetuses almost. Yeah. And all of the little tightly coiled piles are just piles of shit. And, uh, yeah, it, I think it it's a narrative that is fucked up if you understand it, but he doesn't at all. Yeah. 
So he'll say like, "Oh, you knocked the head off that guy." No, those guys don't. Those guys are like jumping around like little starfish. It's like you <laughs> you cleaned up all the dirt. Like, yep, I sure did. <laughs> are you liking the game? Yeah, yeah. Have you? I finally I finally made it through all the way once. Oh yeah, like to beat which is good. Beat mom. To beat mom, I think that isn't that isn't really I, making it through all the way. By the way, uh, no, I mean, but they took a long time to get. There. Yeah, no, it does. And then once you once you beat that ten times, it unlocks another boss. And then I think once you beat that ten times, it unlocks like a whole another set of levels. And then there's a bunch of stuff that happened after I kind of stopped playing it. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that. You should not have told me. It's that. good though. I mean, it's like it. It's yeah, like I'm enjoying. It, playing it's a. It it's sure. a. The whole. Its whole shtick is that it gets harder as you get better at it, which mm-hmm. is just sort of genius. I think. I'm. I'm just excited about. I'm waiting for the the remake, which is supposed to come out early next year. Yeah, like unlike the rest of the internet, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm not as excited about it being pixel art. Uh, yeah. It, I, just because everything is pixel art now. I mean, to me, I, it like both the content of it being, you know, the the gross stuff that it is, and the aesthetic. Like, I, I to me, it's just kind of like seeing the Matrix trickle of digits, right? Like, it's just the game, and uh-huh. it's it, like you can't you can't imagine crying onto poop for very long, right? And it's, I'm just shooting right. I'm just shooting this thing that might have a heart in it. Right? And it's yeah. like when you see something new, you think, "Oh man, how does that uh <laughs> you know, right? Like, oh shit, I just now I have a coat hanger through my head and I just looked at my dead dog's head which made my tears bigger. Fuck, did I lose you? And now I'm fighting this thing that is like a big pile of flesh that pees and its eyeballs jump around the room. All right, watchers are synchronized. We remember now how awesome that Skype is. Mm-hmm. I like I was excited when we skyped up, and like the sound quality is way better than my landline um, when you have it. Yeah, I think the landline sound quality would be better if we were actually using landline phones that were plugged in. Yeah, it's as opposed to like, uh, well, this is the cheapest possible headset and the cheapest possible cordless phone. Right, like. Because it didn't matter. Like, a cordless phone could be worse quality than a wired phone because it's fucking cordless. So the, the, the like, convenience of that just outweighs everything else. Right. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a nice thing about being in Arizona for a month, at least, is not having to, uh, not having to fuck with that phone garbage. Yeah, having internet and cell phone reception in your own house. The internet is Amazing. the internet. It got more reliable over time. It was just still really slow. Today, I, I like I logged on to KOL for the first time because I didn't set my computer. Like I also because that place has fucking wood floors. Everything is so much dustier than it normally is. So I just like left my. I wanted to blow out my computer with the air compressor before I before I set it back up, which uh-huh. meant which meant that I had to wait until it wasn't you know two in the morning. Um, and so I hooked up the computer this morning and like logged into KOL and I like open up the item spindler and I'm like fuck that's fast you want me to look at some items I will look at a whole bunch of fucking items if you want you want me to look at a hundred items already did already looked at a hundred fucking items like it's because of the optimizations that I had Chris make to it while I was there it is now even faster on a fast connection Hmm. which is great excellent 
because it was just doing stuff like every time you opened an item, it also would open the drop down of every effect uh, in case you decided to make that <laughs> item a potion and pick right. a thing. And, and he just made it so it only loads that if it needs it, you know. Which, that just made that page load bigger and bigger and bigger every time we added an effect until it ended up being like two-thirds of the total data transfer, I think. Or between that and the enchantments, it was two-thirds of the data transfer. Um, you know, but but yeah, good. it's good that the internet here is fast. It sucks that I can't go outside. <laughs> hasn't it been, um, hasn't the internet been kind of patchy, though, at your house? It... It had been spotty at the office. Oh, um, right, right. It had been pretty reliable at home. No, oh, fair enough. Um, for, for you know, maybe a week or ten days before I went to San Francisco, I was just working from home because I got sick of struggling with it. Um, it's yeah, probably it's because a, all of the wiring in the office is made out of aluminum foil. It could be. At home, I I had, when, when the last time there was an electrician in the walls, I had him run Cat5 from downstairs where the cable comes in to upstairs where my computer is so i'm just plugged straight into the modem so there's a lot fewer points of failure which is handy um and so i'm i I guess i'm using wi-fi on two different devices right now and i shouldn't say and that's weird it's just working because then it will stop uh, you got anything else you want to talk about, or should we get into this uh, questions thread? I think I'm about the questions. Question uh, Felony says, Hidden City seems to take longer on average than it used to. Are there additional mechanics we haven't figured out yet that will bring it back around 24 turns? I don't know. Uh, I certainly did not set out to make something that took 24 turns, and the reason that I was okay with doing that is because it was early enough in the challenge path that it wasn't going to make a difference. So, and I also knew that I was going to be doing stuff like the shore that was going to make the people who would be sad about the hidden city taking longer happy. And also, I didn't really think about it much. I just was like, I'm going to do this in a week. And that's how it turned out. Hmm. I think it's pretty good. I think I'm pretty proud of that. People have said nice things about it. Hey, here's one for both of us. WVO Quintus, coolest slash lamest plants versus zombies plant. I was thinking about this. I think the lamest one is probably the dragon. Because it it doesn't seem to do a lot of damage and it has a short range. And even though it takes three lanes and is fairly cheap, the three pea shooter is better than that. And it's got a better plant food plant. So yeah, the dragon, definitely the lamest. Oh, see, I thought the the dragon has a better... I, I assumed that the reason that it was like that is because it had a better plant food one. Because it does, like... I'm pretty sure that it just nukes everything in, like, a 3x3 three three area in front of it. It's like setting off nine cherry bombs when you do the plant food thing. Yeah, but the plant food on the triple pea shooter, like, carpets the entire board with peas for a little bit. Yeah, there's like still stuff that can Enough to knock get. out a dude with a bucket on his head. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or one of the sarcophagus guys, if he's yeah. close, if he's close enough to it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have used those a lot and not used the dragons since the one level after I got them. But um, yeah, and at one at one point I stopped using the dragons and started using the double pea shooters instead, and that seemed to work a lot better. I feel like the thing, like looking back at the original Plants vs Zombies. The thing that I disliked the most was that gas shooting mushroom 
mm. that was it only existed because of the screen door guys right and and that just felt like i don't know plants vs. zombies had such a had such a like it was almost <clears throat> paper mario-y in terms of like you know things with spikes on top you can't jump on like things that are flying you can't hit with a hammer like just simple very comprehensible mechanics like that that were applicable in a wide array a wide array of situations and that screen seemed to only exist so that you had to have those gas shrooms yeah and otherwise you know it was it was equivalent to a bucket except it was just like a locked a locked door where the key was this one plant yeah and it was almost i felt like it was almost never worth it to actually use that plant because enough damage would just break the door um i'm curious what they're going to do with that like it seems like the obvious next step would be like we're opening up Transylvania and everything is a mushroom in it right and they reintroduce all the mushroom plants and some new mushrooms it looks like the next one is going to be a future one though judging by the silhouette oh I didn't realize there was a silhouette yeah you can go to the little map screen or the like level choosing screen Hmm. and it gives you the three that you already have and then one that just has a question mark over it but the silhouette looks like it has like flying cars and shit coming hmm. out of it that's cool so i think that'll be interesting i still have the, not i've not the, even unlocked the old west yet i kind of i kind of wandered away from it before i had hmm. gotten enough stars to unlock that gate if I they sell that level i wonder wrong. if they sell it i wonder if you have to unlock like what is that going to mean if they add another level and it's like this is a new level with you know 10 new plants in it or whatever and that'll be 8 bucks like can you just go there right away hmm or do you have to have finished the old west or are they going to make it cost a number of stars yeah because it seems like they wouldn't want to do that like they wouldn't want to release DLC that you couldn't buy unless you had like made it most of the way through the existing content. Right. You know, you'd think they'd want it accessible in parallel. I like I wonder if they is it really structured linearly or is it like no, this is just the thing that unlocks this area. Hmm. Right? Like it's not going to continue the way that it is. Who knows. But I mean that's the one thing that I will buy from them is just more game. You know, not the same game that I could earn in some other way. Yeah, sure. Have you paid any money for it yet? No, no. I uh, earned all of the stars that I could in Egypt before I started on the Pirate Zone. And I was impressed with how many stars are available. Because you'd think if they were selling access, it would make more sense for them to provide you with fewer stars. But I ended up with like 25 left over after opening the Pirates. So that means I just need to get like 5 stars in the pirates to get the west open yeah i kind of plowed through and now i have to now i have to win like you know 15 old levels to unlock the west and i was just like yeah um did you find that enough keys dropped 
for you to get all of the optional branches? On Egypt, yes. On the pirates, not yet. Because huh. on Egypt, it totally did for me. Like, and I and I was just like, like I don't know if that's random. They were talking about it on Idle Thumbs, and they just were like, they were just like, oh well, obviously, it's rigged so that you get just not enough, and you have to buy some. But that just hadn't been true in my experience, and so I wonder mm-hmm. if it really is just random. Seems like it. You can always take out the Yeti. He usually has a key for you. Oh, does he? Yeah. Duh, okay, so that was our lamest. What is? What do we think is the coolest? Hmm. I'm really enjoying the uh, the little spring bean plant because of its plant food use. That it, you just use it, it wakes it up immediately, and it bounces everybody off the fucking gangplank. Oh, that makes me happy. The uh, cool coolest is the cool. lettuce, ah, the um, iceberg lettuce. I yeah. I tend to take those in just to use the plant food on it, which just freezes every zombie. Yep, which is pretty handy. Every level that I'm allowed to use that, I tend to use it. No, yeah. so maybe it is my it's my coolest, but it's behind the scenes. You know, it's just kind of a it's a workhorse. It's, it's also another yeoman. tactically interesting. Like the first time I played, when I played through adventure mode or whatever in the original Plants vs Zombies, I never used those mines. And then it wasn't until I came back and I realized, oh man, if you just use a couple of those in the beginning, you can get your sunflower economy going way way faster. Yeah, oh, yeah. And and so I was like, oh, that's that is interesting. That that is like a kind of a fundamental tactical thing that didn't occur to me on an entire playthrough of the game, but is obviously just the right thing to do. And the yeah. the lettuce the lettuce is interesting in that regard because it's like you can either save it for like, oh fuck, I didn't. There's not room for a potato to charge before the guy gets there, or just use it a couple times to buy you some time on another lane. Right. Um. I find myself wanting additional plant slots, though. Yeah. Because you end up with a lot of space just taken up by your utility stuff. That seems like kind of the same deal as in the first one, though, where they keep throwing plants at you, but not plant slots. Yeah. So there's a lot that you don't end up using. I was surprised that the... I You know, I think my favorite plant from the first one was probably the star thing because yeah damn that was useful yeah because they're like they don't seem useful at first because like what the fuck this shoots every direction except straight but then you mix it with the garlic and you just sort of like have three garlics in a row on the top row and the bottom row with a bunch of stars behind them and everything just gets chewed through in the middle Hmm. they just go into this like gauntlet of star doom Although I think what I would do instead every time is just plant more sun than I needed every time and then just plant like five stars in a row on each row so yep. then you were always hitting somebody. Um, <laughs> Wax says Copperphilia is creepy. Yeah, Yes. I don't know. David Copperfield was pretty sexy back in the day. Doesn't he keep getting arrested for taking women to his rape island and not letting them leave? <laughs> I hadn't heard. I'm almost sure that's a thing that happened. I saw David Copperfield show in Vegas a few years ago, and like 
just made a fucking car appear and I could not figure out how it worked and it was pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember we used to watch his specials growing up and my mom was kind of half convinced that he was some like actual sorcerer. Yeah. Until we watched one of the specials with Mike Schmidt in the room who then proceeded to tell us all, like point out all of the obvious tells. So then my mom felt better about watching Copperfield because he wasn't actually doing magic. Yeah, but then she went to that island of his and started disliking him again. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about eunuchs, uh, says Wack. I, I think it's a real shame. But, mm. you know, you got to have somebody guard your harem. It is funny that we make all these jokes about harem girls being all skeezy when they have, by definition, only one sexual partner. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like if I had a harem... And the guards were clean. I would be like, you know what? That's it, fine. <laughs> like, knock yeah. yourself out, right? There's just you like, don't knock them up. Cause, cause how like, it's sort of to me, I, like, it is so hard for me to imagine being jealous of multiple partners. Uh huh. That like, yeah. That was the thing, though. It was like, nobody else can touch these 50 women but me. I mean, I guess, like... Greedy. I Yeah, I guess if I guess if it's like, if the genie is standing there, like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, I guess I, I guess if I had it within my power to just say, all right, I would just like a room full of 50 differently beautiful women that I can just fuck whenever I want, and I don't have to worry about them getting diseases or, you know... Like, uh, sure, <laughs> like, whatever. I'm not going to, like, turn that down if it's offered to me. And, you know, if you're the king, I guess nothing is turned down. No, yeah. Nothing nothing isn't offered to you. Uh, how do you feel about Unix? I mean, it, it provides the framework for us to do our jobs. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I mean, it provides the framework for Linux to have been made, and Linux provides the framework for us to do our jobs, and I hate Linux. I don't really hate it. I mean, it's fine for it's fine for servers. You know, it's, you got a, you got the lamp the lamp stack. Good old Lamprey, they call me. Lamp Lamp Zach, because I'm Zach and I use the lamp stack. Oh, gotcha. That's Linux Apache MySQL PHP. Uh, what could the 11th anniversary item be next year? Uh, 11 years is, in fact, ridiculous, but it's also pretty funny. How about a familiar, a super optimal familiar? Oh, just wait. You'll you'll be you'll be excited. Right. I or assume. Angry. I don't know. Yeah. This has been bothering me. Why is it the ghost of a mayor is the one who dictates the rules and regulations and not a homeowner's association? No grammar loopholes. You know what I mean, damn it. Well, the homeowner's association doesn't... A homeowner's association does not actually have any power. Right, like they just browbeat you into doing stuff. They can't, like, execute you. Right. They can't. You can't be arrested. You can't be arrested for violating a homeowners association decree. You can be arrested for ignoring a legislative decree. And in and in fact, that is the only thing you ever get arrested <laughs> for. Um. See bounty? No, no, it's the bounty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, several years ago on April 1st there were hilarious joke banner ads placed into combat and the swagger store is now an essence of annoyance can I put the banner ads in your target's combats this question brought to you by Snave the latest in men's cologne Snave sniff differently 
that's kind of <laughs> funny actually uh let's see psyche uh, he quotes psyche saying i never really thought about it but you must have folders full of the game's original art kind of a cool thought do you keep it all archived in a fireproof safe and stuff i actually probably i keep it in the the one thing i own that is the most likely to be consumed in fire which is the office yeah Um, they're all all the original art is in uh sheet protectors in binders um it's only a couple of them the whole the whole thing is it's only like maybe a five inch stack of of binders um and then lilac says if those originals do still exist they would be a cool thing to auction off to raise money for con i i want to keep them right like i don't i don't like that idea um and then he says how much for and then he just links some things fiendish can of asparagus uh spirit of new wave in the inner sanctum uh admiral hank admiral hank's arm i don't the hundred skeletons picture. I mean, the, the hundred skeletons picture. There was, there is no original art for that. It's like four skeletons and then, and then hot, hot dogged. I I looked at a picture of a fucking sausage and I said hot dogged instead of photoshopped. Well, Adobe has been wanting people to get to stop saying Photoshop. Yeah. So maybe hot dogged is a, yeah. You know, like in the same way that you use Skrillex anything that that's audio maybe a yeah. hot dog picture yeah like if i'm if i'm if i'm trying to scroll like some paul blarts i yeah. uh yeah uh yeah that no that thing with the guy with the sword and martini guy with a sausage over a grill i think was something from the first real kol con oh i thought that was something that somebody knocked up on knocked together on facebook for one of the unofficial threads. No, I'm almost sure it's that not, I. I'm almost sure that I made that. You must have, because it's in images. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so I had to have. Small BBQ logo. Dot guyf. That must have been for yeah one of the barbecues then. Uh, Maharito says, "There's a clanny of mine who is full out obsessed with having a walrus familiar. Will you think about it?" Yes, I'm thinking about your friend who is super obsessed with walruses. Yeah. I assumed that you meant it in the sense of let's do it. Like, mm-hmm. will you think about going all the way? That's pretty much all I ever think about. <clears throat> uh, walruses. It's. I've learned that it's. If I try to draw a walrus, it's real easy for me to make it into some hellspawn mandible oh, Christ, freak yes. bug. Yeah. Did you actually upload that picture so the people could see it? I think I did. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember ever showing it to anyone. Yeah. Um, and there was, there was also the Kalali losses with the huge dick that I ate. Uh, boy, that was pretty fun. Um, WVO Quine says, follow up from Maharito's question, what do seal clubbers think about walruses? Clubbable or lovable? <sighs> Look, a seal clubber is not looking for a fight. If a fight is brought to a seal clubber, he will bring it. So I think he would approach a walrus with caution, and if the walrus was being a dick, he would probably club it. I mean, and our our seal clubbers are our last line of defense against an incursion from the Infernal Abyss. Like, you, yeah. you know, you, you want them on that wall. You need them on that wall for us. <laughs> I'm assuming the WVO coin's name is Russ. <laughs> You want them on that wall, Russ. You need them on that wall, Russ. Yeah. 
John Diaz says, I've talked in chat before a couple times about a proposed challenge path where you're required to be completely naked, somewhat like surprising fists. Practical difficulty is the need to wear outfits to complete quests. So we had the idea of a mannequin familiar you can wheel around to pass your outfit checks for you. Of course, the gear doesn't give you any of its effects while on the mannequin. Obviously, there'd be some problems, but I think it'd be worth it just being able to, e.g., defeat Groar while naked with a flaming turkey slap. Is that a real thing? Or would the being naked would give you like bonuses in combat? Flaming, like flaming turkey slap. Yeah, I mm. have a feeling that that would be hard to write and uh, keep it balanced upon the knife edge of propriety. Like, yeah, naughty versus like like slightly naughty versus gross. Yeah. Yeah, it, writing sleaze is challenging. And I mean more challenging than it used to be in this in this new era of of sensitivity and political and social awareness. Yep. <sighs> Remember roofies? I don't understand. No, it's weird. There's I try and remember them, but <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Cunning Gabe says, how do I convince my wife that she should ascend as a seal clubber? She's a little dodgy on clubbing seals. I tried telling her that they were infernal seals from the very depths of hell, but she is still reluctant. Well, see, see previous answer. Also, I'm assuming that Cunning Gabe is short for Cunning Russ. Hmm. Uh, stupid, stupid, ah, stupid. Hi, Mr. Jick. I am stupid from your game. I am a bartender and going to Portland Cocktail Festival in October to get really wasted. You should come and we will talk and have drinks and be best friends and wear all white in a picture on the beach so we won't ever forget it. Skullet can come too, but you can tell him only if he brings a disgusting stripper. Um, so like, like a turpentine? <laughs> to make a cocktail with. Uh, so I'm going to Portland in October, but not, but it's like three weeks after this thing that you're going to in Portland in October, so I don't think that I'm going to make it. Uh, to your cocktail festival as delightful as that sounds maybe maybe some other time in some other place stupid and i'm not going to make it because clearly i'm your second banana and i am nobody's second banana i used to i played second banana in the in the fruit orchestra <laughs> i'm going to go out on a limb and say that any orchestra you played in was automatically the fruit orchestra ah see you're just trying to prove me wrong when i say that we're we've entered a new era of political and social sensitivity that's true Mm. um question that i made up uh, right now so that my post isn't without questions is there any possibility that in the future skipping rollover would be possible i'm guessing that would be a nightmare uh, but my reasoning here is as i'm uh, sure you've heard before my work schedule doesn't always allow me to log in daily so often runs that i think will be really good three or four day hardcore run turn into five or seven days because i don't get to log in the clearest answer here is to quit work and run away to be a kol bandit all day thoughts yeah i think you're right um you should just make kol your full-time job it, someday in another game we will be able to support that whole pausing runs thing but it would it would just be such a mess and matter to so few people and be so likely to cause goofy problems for a bunch of people to whom it doesn't matter that it's just it's not really on the table why isn't that on the table? Because I didn't want to. Deus Ex Machina says, I noticed that the Violent Vestments female avatar is the same as the male one. Any chance of adding something to make them different? Maybe pretty eyelashes on the female one, since nothing says violence like pretty eyelashes? Actually, considering a clockwork orange, that might fit better on the male one. 
I think pigtails on the female one would be kind of hilarious. Yeah, why didn't I? Because, you know, like the rest of us who work on this game, you occasionally forget that women exist. Uh, well, but I didn't. I mean, I had to actually save that as a different uh, image. Yeah, but you had been in San Francisco for so long that you forgot what women look like. Yeah, that's a thing that happens there, I guess. Well, like when you're in San Francisco and your girlfriend is in Arizona, and I know that you don't have eyes for any other Yeah, I mean, since she's the only woman in the world, effectively, yeah, you're right. I had not seen a woman in like two weeks. Also, we did that in March. Um, (laughs) So, I'm just trying to help you out here, buddy. Uh, Mr. Adventurer says, Upon getting the worm hooks in the desert, is the rare desert slug spoken of by Gnasir an actual monster? And if not, is there anything in the weeds to make it something like a non-hydrated desert ultra rare? Is anything in the weeds? I thought being there... I thought being in the weeds meant like having like what does it mean to be in the weeds on something? It's like committed in a in a way that makes it problematic. Hmm. Right, like idiomatically, what does in the weeds mean? I mean, I think you probably meant in the. I haven't used that in the works. Uh, let's see. In the weeds, according to Urban Dictionary, when someone or something, usually in the food or beverage industry, becomes overwhelmed and falls behind. Uh, huh. In the weeds is when a waiter or a waitress is serving too many people at once. Um, huh. And the Wikipedia article about diner lingo seems to corroborate that. In the weeds, a waitress slash cook that cannot keep up with tables or orders. That's weird. Um, sorry, that was a diversion. Uh, yeah, it is, and I'm really surprised that no one's ever found it. It's got a really cool slug drop. Uh, Gargabunk says, y'all have been doing more and more with asynchronous stuff with clans, and by more and more, I count two things now. Have you considered more ambitious applications, like a clan super boss that can or must be challenged by X players, or even a kingdom-wide ultra boss with multiple clans fighting it at once? It's hard to do that meaningfully. Like, adopting rather adapting KOL's fight system to um, like anything other than just one adventurer versus one monster would require so much refactoring of so many things. Like it's not about figuring out how the structure of the fight would work. I mean, starting from scratch, like Chris Moyer and I could probably sit down and just make a thing where you had five dudes on one side and five dudes on the other side and you were, you know, you could... We can make it so you could use skills and stuff, but what we couldn't do is make it so you could use all of the skills and all of the items that we've ever made suddenly in a new context that like requires specific targeting and stuff. Um, and so it, it's just not like I imagine that we will probably try to come up with something like this in another clan dungeon but it it won't be you in the fight right you know, it'll be like maybe you're controlling a robot or maybe you're you and other players are controlling like some sort of surrogates that you've granted some of your essence to or something but it will be you'll be doing different stuff than you do in kol fights because that's the only way that it could really work uh hadeen says what was the logic behind the unlimited supplies of dread tarragon currently you only need one of it per instance and that's in case you decide to kill this one specific boss so those things are piling up uh, maybe you could make it a base component for a cool potion or something of the sort that won't break the game what like if you understand that you don't need them why would they pile up 
Like, it just seems like you're wasting a charge of that non-combat by getting it. Like, it, the reason that you can get a bunch of them is because it didn't occur to me that anybody would, because why would you? But yeah, I mean, I could see making some kind of potion out of it. It's a thing that makes sense. Um, Pure Question says, I was considering asking this already, but now it's vaguely topical. Was there ever anybody clever enough slash enough of a smartass substitute as appropriate to use an arbitrary item creation bug to give themselves a bug finder blade? Yeah, I think probably that happened. Mm-hmm. It's been a really long time since there was an arbitrary item creation bug. You have gotten better at that. We. It turns out if you do something for 10 years, you get better at it. But it's also like, you know... Once you've written a function for a particular way of getting an item, you never have to write that again. And we don't really tend to make fundamental ways of interacting with or acquiring or losing items anymore. We just yeah. use the tools that we've got. The The engine is robust enough for us to express just about anything we want to be able to express in it. I mean, apart from like you and a buddy fighting three goblins at the same time. Right. Or you and a you and a eunuch tag teaming fifty harem girls at the same time. Although we could, I mean, that would just the eunuch would be just be sort of a passive skill. The <laughs> the eunuch just sits there, sort of sad. Is so is a eunuch sad that he can't fuck the harem girls? Or I would imagine. Or does he not? I does mean, does he remember that he was once a man? Or was he right? I mean, was like if you are a boy and you are castrated. Do you... You end up being a confusing Swedish vampire. Yeah. I remember somebody somebody that my dad knew had lost his balls in an accident. And said, said to my dad, if I had known what this would be like, I would have done it voluntarily when I was 20 because it would have saved me so much anguish and trouble. <laughs> to just not give a fuck. And and so like in that guy's case, even like knowing what he was missing, it like I feel like you're only you're only frustrated by not being able to fuck a girl if you want to fuck a girl, and if you don't have balls, you don't want to fuck a girl. Right? Interesting. L- I mean, I like I don't know that. Maybe you do. Yeah, fuck knows, man. Yeah, I I don't really want to be in the position to find out. No, exactly. I mean, I guess uh I don't I don't really know. I don't remember enough of The Sun Also Rises to know. I mean, seems like that was a book about a guy who was frustrated because his dick got shot off. Right. As I understand it. Um I could probably look that up instead of just continuing to talk so about it like that. If you have the dick but you if you don't have the dick but you still have the balls. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, you can't say, look at my wiener wiener. Right. It's missing. And that makes me sick with it, with despair. Uh, Cheese Cookie says, was catching up on podcasts and here to talk about the tiny plastics. I just got my bugbear a few days back, needed some new swag for the office, or needed some swag for the new office. And I, it came out nicely. I didn't realize there were only a thousand of them made, although that explains the 2006 copyright on the packaging. I think they're great, and after hearing about the limited supply, I'll probably get the rest of the tiny plastics. Um, but yeah, that's how limited are supplies. Do you want to talk about that? I don't, I don't actually know. This came up on another podcast and I, Kevin answered it. Um, I, I want to say that somebody said we're down to like a couple boxes of the ones that we have the least of, Hmm. which is, I believe the lime. 
Um, but I don't remember how many are in a box. And so it's potentially, you know, another year's supply at going rates. I need to grab another lime because mine got the, <clears throat> the fangs and the stand broken off. Yeah. Did you get one of the metal stands? No, it was a, the plastic stand and I was cleaning my desk one day and my wife picked it up. And just as I was saying, yeah, it's amazing that I've had this for like five years and the stand hasn't broken. She accidentally snapped it off the stand. Yeah, it's real, real easy to do. But then uh, my son threw it down the stairs. Oh, and good. The fangs broke off. Like what well, we had said, don't give it to your kid to play with. Yeah. We should have said, don't give it to my kid to play <laughs> right. with. Um, <clears throat> I've never had one for any long period. I had a, a resin one, like a clear resin one that Roy had made hanging from mm. the from the rearview mirror of my car for years and years but every time i would have to stop in a hurry it would swing forward and then eventually the fangs just got chipped down to nothing by the windshield that thing looked so cool though. it really did it really did we ought to make some soap on a rope with the limes yeah because that's a shape that that is perfect for rubbing across your body yeah yeah um, I mean, I guess it'd be good if you wanted to, like, really soap up both your nostrils at the same time. <laughs> this is right. You know, you can't usually do that. Um, Cheese Cookie continues. Will there ever be buffs that decrement regardless of a free runaway? It's probably not even a useful mechanic, but I do like to hear what you guys have to say about some of these things. You guys are great uh, for doing all this and even answering us crazy fanboys slash girls or whatever we might be called. Uh, you're, you're, just, you're just people, you know? We call you people. I call you Mellow Yellow. I don't know that I would do buffs that decrement even if you do a free runaway because they would have to be... It would have to be clearly expressed somehow that these were different. And it's like weird enough that there are certain things that don't decrement on PvP fights just because of the abusability of particular things. You know? So it's... It would seem... So if I was the kind of player that cared a lot about using a lot of free runaways, like if I was a if I was a a person who was interested in ascending very quickly and optimally, it would seem like kind of a dick slap to make something that for basically no reason other than to prevent me from using it behave differently than than everything else. You know, it's a real it's a real gas shroom screen door situation. Yeah. What the fuck were those things called? No, I don't know. I was thinking I did, but no. Uh, Siren says, one, what do you feel about semi-rare encounter monsters that can be faxed? Um, that, you know, they're okay, I guess. It's... If I had been thinking, I probably would have just established a pattern right away of making semi-rare monsters like that not faxable. Um, but but since I didn't, and it, it, you know, it ended up accident, like, you know, like all of the tactically interesting situations that exist in KOL, it occurred by accident. Um, so, you know, it's fine. Two, is it set in stone that seal clubbers will be improved first? No, that's just the one that there is already a roadmap written for. And I mean, I might look at that now and decide to change a bunch of shit about it. I don't know. Max Droom says redacted. Oh, it was the Max Droom. That was the name of those gas spewing mushrooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Canifier40 says, The Steam Power Cheerleader is awesome. Great work. Never thought I'd see what seems to be a straight-up better-than-hound-dog replacement in nearly all Ascension-relevant cases. I presume Scully flavored it? What was the design goal when making it? Uh, the original design goal was to do another dodecapede-style thing, but then we just couldn't make the numbers work. Like, it was, it was just aggravating. Like, and, you know, it's, I just realized, like, this is why we don't do this, is because there's not really... Like, the dodecapede would be a very unpopular Mr. Store item if we released it now. Right. You know, and it's just... Yeah, I mean, the design goal was mostly to just, like, eh, make something that's especially good in KOL High School and something that's just, like, fun. I feel like I, I... I am more cognizant now when we make familiars of, like... I would want for a hundred percent run with this thing to be interesting and fun. And mm. so just trying to kind of cram some more variety into things. You did really great with all the cheer writing. Like that's funny stuff. Oh, thanks. I lulled. We, uh, I have, a f- it feels like whenever somebody asks what our design process was or what we intended something to be, there's a barb in there somewhere. You think? That like, yeah, to me it always feels like we don't really know what you were thinking when you made this thing, so what were you thinking? Hmm. Hmm. Because some of it will be like, what was the logic behind implementing this item that is way better than right. this other item in the store or something? You know? Yeah, well. I mean, you know, the design goal when making any item of the month is how about a cool thing that will be of interest to as broad up as possible a cross section of different play styles and that we will think is funny. Right. Um, and also uh, is a robot that you can fuck. Yeah, boy, you would have thought. No. It's a good thing we didn't use our original concept for the familiar equipment. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, Kalen Force says, I have a hypothetical scenario slash question for you. One day while you're out driving, a drunk driver swerves into your oncoming lane and runs you off the road. Your car slams into a tree, and though you receive only minor injuries, in the process you hit a teenage girl. She dies in the hospital. While the courts absolve you of all blame, the mother's girl never forgives you for killing her daughter. What color car do you get to replace the totaled one? Oatmeal. Is that a color? Yeah, oatmeal. Or are you just saying you've been driven mad with grief, and so you answer all color questions with oatmeal? <laughs> um, oatmeal or taupe. I remember when uh, when you you uh, when I visited and Ollie was in the phase where food was described primarily by its color. Uh-huh. Um, so I could see how that would get weird. <laughs> you know, like if Ollie <laughs> at that age had accidentally killed a girl, and somehow, you know. Uh, like uh, like an angel had decided to give him full cognizance of what that meant, uh, but mm-hmm. not really equip him with the ability to deal with it. Um, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, complex you would get. You know, you'd answer all color questions with foods. So thanks for sending us down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I mean, what's question. good? What's cool is that this uh, this is probably a good uh, a good jumping off point for our uh, our remake of the Twilight Zone that we're going to write a bunch of spec scripts for and then pitch to Fox. <laughs> we're going to write a bunch of spec scripts, wad them up, and just throw them at a Fox. <laughs> like, hey, Fox picked up my script. <laughs> 
<sighs> and then it turns out that the first the first episode of the show is just a bunch of people trying to teach a fox to play fetch. It's oh man. <laughs> Will Short Trip says, My very in where the surprising fist cost meat now the revamp is done. Yeah, I just didn't bother adapting that because I didn't think it was that important anymore. And it's weird that two questions in a row. Um, Erotic Muppet Killer says, Instead of a whiteboard, could you make the screen look like a chalkboard? Not easily because all of the images have um, white backgrounds. So it would look like a chalkboard where all of the pictures were written on pieces of paper and nailed to the chalkboard i would also have to edit nails into the corners of all of the images right so you could all pretend that you were martin luther king yeah yeah what, what he wanted to just nail white people to a board well, he wanted to nail pieces of paper to a, a door mm-hmm. so you could put a little doorknob on the chalkboard too um yeah nailing things to a chalkboard sounds terrible like mm. na- nails in a chalkboard Alaril says, have you ever thought of adding a garden for people who don't have a garden, like a mud garden that's just a plot of mud that people can get every day? Wouldn't have to be great or all that good, but it'd be something for people without a Mr. Story item. You know, this idea comes up every once in a while, and I don't... I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Uh, Vernacio says, hello, Jick and Scully, I wanted to know, did you ever intend unarmed fighting to be as powerful as it is, at least to my understanding? It only has a handful of items directly linked to it and two permeable skills. Does this mean you never intended for fisticuffs to be a viable tactic outside of the surprising fist, or did you intentionally make it powerful enough to be as viable as it is today? Also, I'd like to say that the cheerleader is amazing. Oh, wait, let me, let me go back. Uh, no, not really. It was kind of an accident, and it's, it's a little... Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, we figured... That the sacrifice of losing one or two equipment slots worth of enchantments would almost never be worth doing. So it didn't matter if we made unarmed fighting crazy powerful if if you sought out the ways to power it up. Um, maybe we overshot a little. Every time we think, ah, mm-hmm. this doesn't matter, we can make this number as big as we want, we eventually go back and think, fuck, mm-hmm. everything matters, man. Why won't I learn that? Uh, also, I would like to say that the cheerleader is amazing. Flavor text is sweet. The cheers are something that I find myself chanting when I see them, and the steam mechanic is very interesting. I think there's a good balance as the steam doesn't run out super fast, and the fact that I've never experienced the sweetness of being able to use a barnacle seriously. Finally, I love the idea of a little robot that looks like that dancing around with such moxie. I think that this is overall one of my favorite familiars of the month. Well, good. I'm Thanks, buddy. I'm stoked that people seem to be responding positively to it, because it was pretty fun to make. One last thing. Thanks to Scully for recommending F.Lux a week or two ago. It's helped me shift from computer use to sleep much more rapidly. More people should use this. I also started using it. Um, I haven't really noticed. It When it first kicked in, like when I installed it on this computer and ran it, <clears throat> I thought, Jesus, how did I ever use this on any computer? This screen is pink. I can't stand it. But your eyes pretty quickly adjust to it. And then it's just way more comfortable to look at. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I could speak to it actually making it easier for me to go to sleep. Um, but who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's what's responsible for my burst of productivity. Is yeah. I mean, for me, it's not so much the going to sleep after looking at the computer or the tablet. It's more. Like using it in a dark room and not feeling like your eyes are getting burned out. Mm. 
I the thing that always I would not probably even notice that it was happening just because I care so little about what color things are. Right. You know, it's I mean part of my desire to not be a racist. Uh, but the fact that it doesn't color the mouse cursor. Yeah, that that a little weird. It it always just like oh right I'm running that weird fucking thing that's making all of my shit yellow as shit. I bet if I tried to watch a Zay Frank video, which mm. is intrinsically yellow as shit. Using F Lux, which makes everything yellow as shit, everything would be twice as yellow as two shits. See, I think of it as more pink than yellow. Huh. Although it's more yellowy on one monitor and one and more pink on the other one. Hmm. So who knows? It's I mean it's weird. A lot of whether it's a lot of its color specific color depends on whether I'm like slouched in my chair or not. Yeah, what angle. Yeah. It's a neat little thing though. I hadn't I don't think that it changes, or I do think that it changes the mouse cursor on my laptop somehow. Huh. Because I had never noticed the, like, bright white mouse cursor, which I do now. I mean, I assumed that it was just to make the mouse cursor easier to see. Mm-hmm. Um. No, it, it doesn't do it on the laptop, because I hadn't hmm. noticed the cursor being weird until I put it on this computer. Uh, New Pillows says, can we be expecting new zones in the woods with the movement of the bugbear pens and the spooky gravy burrow to the plains? Uh, yes, but not those two things were actually unrelated. I mm. thought that the bugbear pens and the spooky gravy burrow were in the... Wait, I thought they were in the plains. I thought they were on the plains. Uh, and then when I went to remove them from the plains, I was like, what the fuck? These aren't here. And then I remembered that they were in the woods. Uh, I Eat Food says, I see my VA doctor about every other month, and one thing that's always brought up is KOL. KOL is kind of my canary in the coal mine. When I can't get into it and totally lose interest in playing that day, I know I'm in for some problems and need to get some help. And my issue is it's hard to describe KOL without using certain words that degrade what people think about it slash me when I explain it. Easy enough, it is an MMO, or as you like to put it, a browser-based role-playing game with stick figures for the masses to have fun and pleasure with. So I guess my question is, and this is open to anyone to answer, is how can I talk about slash describe slash explain KOL? Where are you asking the wrong guy? I would never, uh, I would never describe it as a stick figure game, just because I feel like that is very specifically a thing that is. It's a real easy dismissiveness trigger. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. You're, yeah, you are. That I'm the wrong guy to ask. <laughs> I would just say like, it's a game that, yeah, it's a, it's an MMO role-playing game that is very silly and has a lot of jokes and it's mostly text-based and the art is very simple but it's a really complex game underneath and you have to kill people to get enough meat to eat yeah you kill and rape monsters to get meat to eat yeah make sure you tell them that over to the va Uh, let's see. Uh, Slash Kamai says, don't know if this will get in for the Monday show or not, uh, but if you guys were to take over any one video game company each, which ones would it be and what would you do differently? Uh, I was thinking about this. I would love to take over Volition and make a fantasy game in the style of the modern Saints Row games. Hmm. Like, and I already know the plot. Uh, the once peaceful realm is invaded by the dick wizard and these giant towers which are just big erect dicks spring up at odd angles all over the landscape and you have to go in them and clear out all the dick monsters 
Are you working on the concept art for that, even as we speak? Yeah, I am. By, by which I mean I am just staring at my Legos, which usually gives me an erection. Excellent. I would, uh, I would take over Nintendo and make them put Pilotwing 64 on the virtual console. Oh, good. That would be my, my big, bold decision. Oh, and a, uh, every, every entry in a Nintendo franchise that is coming to the 3DS would go to the Wii as well. Okay. Because it sucks being a guy who doesn't really want to have a handheld console. Yeah. I mean, what I told people in the forums forever is that you have a set of contradictory desires. <laughs> like... I don't want a 3DS, but I want to play all these games. Mm-hmm. But hey, if I could be in charge of Nintendo for a bit, I could, I could rearrange the world to fit my conflicting desires. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. I, like, you play games on a tablet, right? Sure. So you, know, I mean, but I guess you also use the tablet for other things, and so it doesn't seem like it's just a single-purpose thing that you don't want to use that often right like i feel like you uh, yeah fuck i don't and another thing to to pack and i have to like another thing to take on a trip like okay i'm taking my laptop my tablet my ipod my smartphone and now i'm adding a a handheld yeah the only reason that i maybe it's screen size though honestly yeah that was one of the things that i didn't play like I played a little bit of the DS once you gave me yours, but the screens are so damn small. Yeah. Like compared to playing on a tablet, like, say you have an Android tablet and there are emulators for Android, and say that you have pulled the ROMs off of the cartridges that you have so that you can have a backup copy, then you can play it on a giant screen. Yeah. I mean, I guess the reason that I always liked having Nintendo handheld is that that was where a kind of game that I really like was coming out like that was where they were making the new 2D Metroid and Castlevania games uh, you know up up and up onto the DS and that's for my money that's the kind of video game that I want um mm-hmm. yeah yeah Plucky says, was there any agenda with the essence of annoyance from the PvP stand? Did the devs notice how people stopped PvPing or even saved up their swagger for the summonables? Uh, you know what? I can't really answer this because that was unilaterally C.D. Moyer doing that whole thing. Um, implementation, pricing, putting it out, everything. It was all him. Because PvP is his baby. Um, one of these days we ought to have uh, C.D. Moyer on a podcast as like a Skype guest. Although I guess he might be coming out to San Francisco for a little while, so we could do a show with him while he's out there. Mm. Is he not coming to Con? I believe year? that he is not coming to Con this year. That is a shame. It is, although I, you know, I I like to hang out with him when I get more one-on-one time with him, you know. Yeah, I mean I guess like when I hear that say Werebear isn't coming out for Con, it makes me sad because it's a chance to barely hang out with him, but that's more of a chance than I usually get. Yeah. So, like, damn it, the, the like, three for three days we could be in the same city and wish we were spending more time together, but, you know, that's that's what we got. 
Well, that is those questions, buddy. That is yeah, them right. indeed. We're, uh, yeah, we're close enough to the amount of time that we should spend doing these things, I guess. I've got uh, two more minutes until we're at 90 minutes. Um, we take one more question. Wait, there aren't any more questions. Uh, we could take a call. Oh, this isn't a call-in show. Right. Why isn't it a call-in show? I'm crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, we talk you... about our our agenda. Yeah, there's a that seems to be like the mode of question now is that. Like, so, what was the agenda behind? It's like, well, I think people think that we think about these things a lot more than we think about them. It's not that we never. Yeah, but it, like, we will put something in to solve a specific problem without thinking about somebody else's specific problem that's completely different. Yeah. So it's like, does it bother you? Like like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, does it bother you the things that you don't think about? Like, nope. <laughs> it really doesn't. You don't fucking think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of definitionally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to go downstairs and see whether these big ice cubes that I made with distilled water are going to be as clear and delightful as I hope that they will be, and then see what an old-fashioned tastes like made the way I'm about to make an old-fashioned. That's what I'm looking forward to. And then probably going to the Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) Right. Live a little. Did you not go to uh, Outback at all? in San Francisco I have no idea where there even is one like that's that's the Outback oh sure it is I mean I could have gone to Australia from there that is the weird it's very weird like the ways in which being here is different than being there like it it seems like such a fucking hassle to go to Target there relative to here you know, but it's much easier to, like... Even though it's a 30-mile drive? Well, I mean, here it's, like, a four-mile drive, right? And yeah. there, there, it's, like, you either have to go to where the car is and then deal with parking at Target and then deal with parking the car when you get back, which you just don't want to do, or you have to take the fucking train up to a Target that's near a train stop, which yeah. is not the end of the world, but you just don't do it. And so yeah. it's, like, some things are... Some things are really easier, like buying produce, right? You just go to any one of innumerable produce stands and buy some produce, and that's great. But certain certain just kind of, like, creature comfort things, like being able to get a specific thing that you know exists and you know they sell it at Target, it just yeah. seems far away. Like, I don't know, man. I had this, like, this morning where I went to Bed Bath & Beyond to, like, recharge to get refills for the CO2 canisters for the carbonator and it was just it was so stressful i mean maybe san francisco is just making me a pussy but like it was ah man i don't know i shouldn't have done it on a weekend was the thing because that's when everybody else also goes to bed bath and beyond i think you just have to also you have to just buy things from amazon yeah i guess that's true I got back here and immediately ordered some new cat food from Amazon. And new cat. They got this new <laughs> new kind of cat food that just came out this season. It's really um, so better than the so much better than the old ones. You know. All right. Well, seriously, I'm, I want I want to yep. make this old fashioned. This old fashioned is not going to make itself. 
Right. And uh, I'm not going to make you any more newfangled. So uh, I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jake, and I'm already gone. <laughs>